Welcome to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce with Cindy Stibbard. Cindy is ready to have those candid and unfiltered conversations so you know how to move forward in your marriage. You'll hear inspiring and insightful discussions surrounding this taboo subject to help you feel confident in your decision. Now, here's your host, Cindy Stibbard. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Redefined. This is episode eight. I am Cindy Stibbard, and I am your host. And I am so grateful to have those of you who tune in every week, whether it be here on the live show or over on the podcast, I really wouldn't be doing this without all of you. And if this is your first time tuning in, I'm so glad you're here. And on this show every week, if you haven't joined us before, we dig deep into a topic that many of us feel uncomfortable about, a topic highly stigmatized in our society, and a topic that triggers even those of us who have gone through it and are well on the other side. And that is the topic of divorce. If you've been following me for a while and listening to my show, you will know how truly passionate I am about changing the experience of divorce. Because I believe that changing the experience of divorce is a movement and you don't have to be going through divorce to be supportive of this new movement. As I'm now into my eighth week of shows, I just found out that I'm being downloaded in nine different countries around the world. And that's huge. And it's because what we talk about here on the show is what the world needs to hear. I truly believe that if we can get more education, more resources, and better professionals in front of all of those of you out there who need it, those of you who are going through a tough time, whether it be divorce or any major life transition, we want to give you the tools to feel empowered and to help you navigate these tough times in a better and different way. And I really believe that if we do that, the entire foundation of our marriages, our relationships, and even ourselves can begin to change. So the movement to change the experience of divorce, it isn't bigger than us. It is us. So that's why I've created this space for you, a non-judgmental, safe space for you to come and learn, grow, be vulnerable, feel connected, get real and even messy sometimes, and above all, to feel like you're not alone. So we're going to have hard conversations. That's why we're here. We're all on this journey together of bettering ourselves and supporting each other while doing it. And really, all of us feel like we don't know what we're doing, and that's okay. And today on the show, we're not going to talk only about the uncomfortable topic of divorce a little bit, but we're going to talk about what it feels like being stuck. Statistics out there on on this topic are a little bit dismal. A recent study I read said that 69% of people feel trapped in the same old routine day in, day out. My girlfriends and I would refer to this as Groundhog Day, especially when our kids were small. And studies have also found that about three out of 10 people are not happy with their lives. Oh, no, three out of 10 people are happy with their lives, which leaves seven out of 10 people unhappy with their lives. So there are a lot of you out there feeling stuck. So how do you get unstuck in this life? And I know you've heard before, you know, it's important to have a sense of purpose and a sense of purpose is key to living a meaningful life. It's the heart of passion and it can bring us to deeper levels of genuine long-term happiness. So a sense of purpose is something we often talk about wanting, seeking, or having, 
but it is somewhat elusive in our world of ongoing life projects characterized by multiple career changes, marriages, raising kids, and navigating through this highly materialistic world. So what does purpose actually mean? What does it mean to have purpose? Purpose is the reason something exists. Maybe it's an intended end, an aim, or an ultimate goal. At least that's how I see it. It's the reason you have to, you've been put on this earth. And I, I deeply admire those of you out there who know your purpose and you've known it from a young age because I sure didn't. I didn't really figure out my purpose until I was well into my 40s. And in fact, not until I was through my divorce. So I guess my divorce was a gift in that way. And life's purpose is that energizing force that's creating our call to action. You know, it sounds complicated, right? It's a big, huge concept out there, which is why discovering and truly understanding my purpose has been such a massive focus of my post-divorce adult life. And while some of us are content living out a predefined existence on autopilot, you know, eat, work, parent, sleep, repeat, I feel like in my life, especially after my divorce, I wanted more. I wanted to wake up every morning with a sense of excitement about what the day holds and what I can build and what I can contribute. Are you with me? I feel like lots of you out there probably are, but you just don't know how to get there. So today we're going to dig into this. I'd like to introduce you to a dear friend of mine. She is a registered nurse and a former registered nurse, a sales trainer, and backed by decades of knowledge of human potential and growth, Jillian Bice is a mindset coach and CEO of Launch Success Lab. She coaches and facilitates an online program called Thinking Into Results, taught by Bob Proctor of the Proctor Gallagher Institute. Over the years and through two divorces herself, Jillian started three small businesses while raising her two daughters who are now 17 and 19. She lives in West Vancouver, British Columbia, and she loves to travel and finds her peace in the relaxed West Coast vibe. Jillian has had plenty of firsthand experience with how frustrating it feels to be stuck in life and afraid to move forward. And she also knows how liberating it feels once you change your mindset get unstuck and start living the life you truly want. As a success mindset coach, Jillian is passionate about helping others do the same. Welcome to the show, Jillian. Thank you, Cindy, so much. I'm so happy to be here. I know. So happy to have you. We've known each other for quite a long time. <laughs> yes, way back. <laughs> I know. Oh, and, and through those times, you know, there have been huge life transitions, like mm -hmm. for both of us. Mm -hmm. And You've also been through divorce yourself. Yeah. Yes, yes, I have. Twice. Um, yeah, so I just want to jump in about the purpose, vision, and goals. If you don't yeah. mind, could I just leap into that? Because that's one of my favorite topics. When you were just talking about that, now I think, mm -hmm. oh, yay. <laughs> I know. I love this topic because you're exactly right. Purpose is so elusive, and so many people get so hung up on, oh, my God, I have no idea what my purpose is. How am I ever going to figure it out? So a couple of things I would say about that is um, 
purpose for most of us, for pretty much everybody, our purpose is to become a fuller expression of ourselves. And that sounds kind of ethereal and kind of hard to nail down. Our purpose is to help other people, to serve other people. And so if you are a musician, you're creating music for people. You're an artist, you're creating art for people. If you're um, in healthcare, you're helping people. Like everything that that we do in our lives, our purpose is meant to help other people to become a bigger expression, a fuller expression of ourselves. If you're still listening to what I'm saying and thinking, okay, that doesn't really make a lot of sense because I still don't know what I want to be. Here's a little trick that I, I often advise people to do. If you were lying in bed in the morning and you were so warm and cozy and absolutely nothing was going to get you out of bed, what would be the one thing that would make you jump out of bed and say, yeah, I really am so excited because today I get to do this, but nothing else is going to get me out of bed except for this one thing. And it'll take a little bit of time, just, you know, quietly close your eyes and think and feel what would that be? It's not going to come to you right away necessarily, but we all have a purpose. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you're just plopped down here on earth with no purpose. We mm -hmm. all have a purpose and it stems from um, helping other people um, serving other people, uh, being a fuller expression of ourselves. So what is that thing that's way mm -hmm. deep down inside? And sometimes we push it down because we've been sort of conditioned over our lives not to not to value ourselves or not to value what, what we really want to do. So it's kind of hidden, but it's in there. Yeah. Give it some time. It's in there. I know. And I like when you said value, because I think for me, you know, especially after my divorce, I didn't even know what a value was. I'm like, I don't know. What are mm -hmm. my life values? Like, what does this mean? You know, I had to yeah. go to a therapist to say, okay, what are my life values and really look at that. And I think once I started to narrow it down, like that task first in itself is not easy <laughs> you right. know? Yeah, go no. from like a list of hundred things to try to pick up your top, like three to five life values. Yeah. And then from there is kind of to me anyways, where my purpose sort of spawned from because I looked mm -hmm. at my core values. And if I could live my life based on my core values, you know, mm -hmm. one of my top values was making a difference in the lives of others. Well, you know, right. so I've been able to live into that value and find my purpose through this divorce space, through this helping other people through life transition space, right. And just helping them go through that so that their lives can also open up and allow them to find their, their vision, their purpose going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's exactly, so the next step, exactly what you've just gone through and what you're explaining that you experience is, is once you've got that purpose, that's where the vision comes from. So you, you identify, like in your case, you're identifying that you, your purpose is to help people through this transition in their lives. And that's a really, that's a really um, great example of, of what a purpose can be, that you're helping other people, you're serving other people. This is something you feel like it's a feeling, you feel passionate about it. You can feel it in your gut, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got that purpose identified and then you think, okay, so the next step is the vision. Well, what does that look like? So in your case, oh, gee, okay, what's that look like? It looks like I'm going to create a business. I'm going to create a business and it's called Divorce Redefined. And then I, uh, it looks like me uh, having a podcast. That looks like me having a website. It looks like me having meetings. You know, it looks like, so this is what it looks like. So that's your vision piece of it. And then you're getting to your goals and your goals is just like little bites out of what your vision is. Okay. So this is what the vision of, of what I want to do is. 
how do I get started? What are my goals? And it's just the little bites out of your vision. So for, mm-hmm. for in your case, it would be something like, okay, so I want to have a podcast. What's the first thing I do? Well, I tomorrow I'm going to research podcasts that are, you know, similar topic. And then uh, is goal number one. And then goal number two, I'm going to talk to some people about, you know, so you write out your, your steps, your goal, your goals one after the other that are going to get you to that vision Mm -hmm. so purpose vision and goals it's it's i mean most of the time when you think of those three words a lot of people including myself up until more recently in my life would just want to run when i hear purpose vision goals oh "Oh my god stop no idea i can't go into that (laughs) oh totally but it's but honestly when you put the work into it and when you get it it's like a little roadmap and it's like the sun has come out in your life and you feel like okay now i know what track I want to go down Mm -hmm. now I now I have a plan and it feels so much better it's a lot of work to get it nailed down a lot of deep digging and it can be uncomfortable for sure but it's so great to get to the other side of knowing purpose vision and goals you've got a roadmap Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you're the perfect transition for someone, you know, after they've gone through the divorce piece. So like for me, I work through, work through that, that on that path, navigating all of the logistics around divorce. And then, you know, once divorce is over, it's sort of like this whole weight of like, Oh my God, like now what? Like, I remember my whole reason was, you know, getting divorced. I wanted to be happy, but I didn't know what Okay, happy is such a big term. Okay. What does that actually mean? What's going to make me happy? in my life and really look at all of the very specifics. Cause I think that sometimes this can seem so lofty because we keep it very general. Like I want to be happy. Well, yes, but what does that actually mean to you? And then when you're, you know, your life is done, like you had said before, you know, you go through divorce, a huge life transition where, whether it be a divorce or maybe you're empty nesting, maybe they have a loss of, of a spouse. Maybe you're really, um, you're shifting your career and you've experienced something big in your life. And you're like, okay, the dust has settled from that. I've grieved, I've moved past. And now what, you know, now, where am I? Because not only do you have this goal vision to create, but part of ourself feels not ready and strong enough. Like we don't know if we have it in us to take that next step to creating who we really want to be in our life. And I think that right. it comes a lot down to, you know, our self-esteem being empowered, knowing that we're worth it and we're worthy of the success that we want to create. And how do we get there? Cause you do talk a lot about, which I love is self-image, you know, around yeah. the whole thing and how setting goals and creating your self-image is the first step. Yeah. And so, and and I'll tell everybody right off the bat, you can do it. We all have the potential. And that's something that, that I do a lot of teaching around is we have these incredibly deep reservoirs of potential within us that we have no idea are there. And a lot of what I do with the mindset work is helping you tap into those deep reservoirs of potential and pulling them to the surface. We've got infinite opportunities all around us we've got resources all around us we've got all this stuff all we've got this incredibly uh deep well of potential within us so we've got the potential the opportunities the resources all that's missing is a decision from yourself really and believing that you can do it and that's a big part of the mindset piece is is the understanding that you have the the potential that you can do this and then once you understand that then it's the moving forward piece okay so how do I put that into action um with the when you're talking about um the goal of being happy that's a really interesting Mm -hmm. um 
area because a lot of people will say exactly that if they don't really know what they want. They'll say, I just want to be happy mm-hmm. or I just want to be content. And yeah, that's good. But then what I start to dig into with them is what does that look like? So exactly what you're just saying, Cindy, like what does happiness look like to you? I heard a great analogy the other day or somebody said, it's like, if you go into a restaurant and if the, if the server says to you, what would you like to order? And you say food, <laughs> like, okay, be more specific, yeah. please. Can you narrow that <laughs> right? down? Yeah, exactly. So you need to be specific. What does happiness look like to you? And um, it, with the, it's the same with the self-image piece as well. Like, who do you want to become? Who do you want to be? Because your self-image um, really dictates what your results are. Like, we can... In our, in our minds, I'm just going to do like a quick little Cole's notes here of how our minds operate. With, and we've got this conscious part of our minds. If you picture your head like a circle, the top half of your head is the conscious part. The bottom half is the subconscious part. And then the top half, it's all the knowledge that we have. It's all the thinking that we, we do. We, have, we can accept ideas. We can reject ideas. We can create ideas. But our subconscious mind, that's where all our habits, our beliefs, our self-image, all lies in our subconscious mind. And that is what really drives all our behaviors, all our results. So we can know all sorts of stuff, but do we actually do what we know? (laughs) Not often, right? And we call it the knowing-doing gap. So like a simple example would be like... um, if I, if I want to get in shape, I know I have to go to the gym because I know it's going to do all these things. But then the next morning, my alarm goes off and I don't get up. And somebody says to me, well, I thought you were going to go to the gym every morning this week. And I say, I know. Well, why didn't you? I don't know. Right. So our mm-hmm. knowing is one thing, but what we actually do is a totally different thing. And everything that we do is driven by that subconscious piece, our self-image, our habits, our beliefs. And with the mindset piece, that's really what we work on is that subconscious part of our minds that drives all our results, drives all our behaviors. Um, Obviously, our behaviors give us our results. So how do you change habits? How do you change beliefs? How do you change self-image? And it's, um, it's, it's it's a long process. It's a simple concept, but it's a lot of work to do. Um, And particularly because our habits, our beliefs, our self-image are programmed in us from a very, very early age. Mm -hmm. Like a simple example would be um, when you're growing up, when you're little, if you're in a household where there isn't a lot of finances, uh, you know, financial resources, perhaps. So you're growing up listening to things like, uh, we can't afford that. No, you can't do that. Do you think money grows on trees? Mm-hmm. No, so you sort of grew up with this this feeling of lack and that starts your programming. So as an adult, you can have those feelings of anxiety around money and feeling like there isn't enough and you start to behave from that place. So you... you um, you, you don't spend a lot of money on yourself or you buy the cheapest thing on the menu or you don't take a holiday um, because you don't think you can afford it. So you sort of have that mindset um, or you grew up in a household where your parents are saying, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. You are incredible. You're all these things, you know. Um, mm. You maybe grew up in a household where um, there's a lot of um, discord, a lot of arguing, all the, mm-hmm. whatever's going on around you when you're growing up, that is all your programming as an adult. So you end up it's like a lens that we operate out of um, in our minds we see the world through those glasses through that lens so a lens of lack a lens of abundance a lens of potential you know all these lenses so as an adult if you are getting results in your life that you do not like 
it, it's not enough just to change what you know, you know, to read about it, to think about it. You've got to change the subconscious, the habits, the beliefs, that self-image piece. Your programming has to be changed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what all the mindset piece is. I often work with people. I, I love to work with people who are really committed to this because it it's it's a, it can be an uncomfortable process you have to peel back a lot of layers mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work you've got to be committed to the work to do it it's not something you can kind of be interested in and, and do what's convenient you've got to really do a deep dive and typically it's a situation where a person has just kind of had it and <laughs> they're like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to do this anymore I'm so stuck and I have just had it yeah and I've tried this and I've tried that but I'm ready to do a deep dive I'm uh, just tell me what I need to do and that's the person that I love to work with because they are committed to doing it and they will listen to what I tell them and they will do the work that they need to do in order to start seeing the results that they really want Yeah. I think you're right. Like sometimes we have to all hit rock bottom to know that it's time we got to do something Mm -hmm. to change it. So, you you know, for you, I want to get into specifically of like how you work and what you deal with, but tell us why you got into this because you've hit your own rock bottom, you know, maybe a couple (laughs) times in our lives, right? But this is what spawned you, spawned you into going in this direction, right? Can, do you mind sharing a bit of that story with us? Yes, absolutely. So, um, I have hit I have hit a couple of rock bottoms in my life and about 18 months ago I hit hard and um I was it was just before Christmas I had fallen off my bike and broken my leg it was pouring rain out it was dark I had been sitting at home and a lot of things were not right in my life a lot of stuff was going wrong I wasn't happy in so many areas of my life and that includes um marriage and career and um I, I just just various relationships that were happening that weren't uh harmonious there was just a lot going on and i had been ignoring yellow lights and red lights for months just ignoring ignoring and sweeping under the carpet i'm sure a lot of people can can relate to this feeling right you just ignore it the yellow lights become red lights and then you really ignore them and then you get to a point where they're very hard to ignore so here i was just before christmas on crutches one of my daughters wanted to go to the grocery store. I told her I would drive her there and I hadn't driven in weeks, but I was desperate to get out. So I had my cast on and we drove to the grocery store, underground parkade. She and I were arguing and I was just in such a bad state. She went upstairs to go get the groceries. I realized that I needed cream for my coffee. I tried to text her. I couldn't get reception from the parkade downstairs. <sighs> so I thought to myself, okay, if I could just get out of the car and walk to that wall over there with my crutches and it was soaking wet in the parkade, I got my cast. And if I can get to that wall, I can get some reception. And I got out of the car and I wasn't expecting to go to the grocery store that day. So I looked like a complete mess case I was dressed this crazy like comfy outfit my hair was probably everywhere and I usually pride myself on taking care of my appearance when I go out in public anyway so and I was crying and I got out of my car and I started to walk and um towards the wall and I was trying not to slip with my crutches and suddenly a man walked past me and I looked 
horrible. And he walked past me and he looked at me. I was trying to balance my phone, trying to reach my daughter. And he looked over at me. And in a split second of a flash of a look, he looked at me and the look on his face was, wow, how pathetic. <laughs> like he just oh had this God. instant look on his face and it hit me. It hit me so hard. It was like somebody punched me in the gut. And I realized in that moment where I, where I was, the point that I'd come to in my life, I was crying. I was on crutches. I was in this parkade. I looked like a mess. Everything in my life was wrong. And I remember going back to my car, sitting down and quietly saying to myself, I will never let myself be here again. I will never. That is it. I will never be here again. I will never let myself be here again. It was such a defining moment. And the key piece for me in that statement to myself is I will never let myself be here again. And that was like the sun came out. And this is a key piece of what I teach with the mindset piece is I realized in that moment, I am in the driver's seat. I drove myself into all these situations that I was in and I can sure as hell drive myself back out again. Mm -hmm. And then I can drive myself forward. And that was the most liberating feeling to realize, Hey, I'm actually in the driver's seat of all my choices. It's no one else's fault. No one else put me in this position. I chose my way into every single thing that I'm involved in right now. So I can choose my way back out again. And I really want people to understand this. And when I work with people, I really emphasize you are in the driver's seat with your life. If you are unhappy with where you are, once you take responsibility for that, because it's so easy to blame other people to say this person did that to me and that person did that to me. Once you say, well, actually, no, I chose to be here. I'm in the driver's seat. It's such a good feeling to realize, oh, hey, no one's controlling me. I'm controlling me. I got myself here. I can get myself out. And actually, I can choose where I want to go next. So it's a big piece of the mindset part that I love to emphasize with people is that liberating feeling of recognizing I'm in control. I'm responsible for where I am and I can make my own decisions. I can choose my way out rather than blaming other people, pointing the finger at other people. That just gives away your power. Oh, like I'm, all, I'm all about, yeah. I want my own power. I want to be in control of myself. And I love that. And it's a way better place to be. But it's, it, it usually takes a defining moment. Oftentimes change comes at a moment of crisis. That's when mm -hmm. we get to a change point, a turning point. Yeah. I think that's huge. I mean, your story, I remember the first time you told me that I was like, Oh my gosh, like to feel that everything is coming down on you and, and to have that look. I mean, I think that many of us out there can feel what that looks like when someone looks at you, like, Whoa, get yourself together. And you realize yes. like, Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> I need to get myself out of this place and not be so not be a victim of the circumstances of our lives. You know, we, mm -hmm. I see this all the time in divorce and it's hard not to, you're going through such a difficult time and heartbreak it's hard to feel like that you're in control of any of it you know yeah. especially when you're in an unhappy marriage or a career you need you need the money to be able to support your family you feel so stuck then that you actually have no control when in fact it, you have a lot more control than you think mm -hmm. and I want us to go really deep into this after the commercial break 
um, we're about to go to break. And I just want to say to everyone who's listening on the break, head over to Jillian's Instagram. You'll find her at launch success lab and her website is launchsuccesslab.com. And she does some great videos explaining the little key pieces that she digs into in her program. And we're going to talk more about how she can help you with that mindset when we return after this short break. See you in a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce with Cindy Stibbard. If you have a question for Cindy or her guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here is Cindy Stibbard. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And I am here with my friend, Jillian Bice. She is a mindset coach and the new CEO of Launch Success Lab. Jillian is passionate about helping others find their purpose, get unstuck in their life and find the courage and the power to move forward and find the life you truly want. So today we're talking about her her new business. She created this amazing business called Launch Success Lab. I love it, Jillian. So tell us a little bit more about what this is and and why you chose that name. Love that name. I love the name too. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, so I started the business when I was just talking about having gone through through my divorce and through a few life changes last year. And when I hit that rock bottom, at that point, I knew I needed to do a deep dive. And I've done lots of things before, like audiobooks and and um, sort of shelf help kinds of books. And I've done a couple of little courses myself. But I was in such a um, I was I was so stuck and I knew I needed a deep dive, a deep, deep dive. And I've always loved Bob Proctor and, and uh, he was one of the guys in in The Secret years ago. And I really love his teaching um, and I love him because he's very practical. He's a lot about mindset, but also taking action. And I think that's so key to have the mindset and the action piece. And so I found out about a program that he uh, was being uh, offered out of Proctor Gallagher Institute called Thinking Into Results. And it's a six month program and there was also the opportunity at the time for me to be trained to be a facilitator of the program 
I was so familiar with his with his teaching already and with his philosophy. I thought right away, I thought I'm going to do this program, but I'm also going to be trained to be a facilitator. So I did that last year and went through and um, finished that training in January. And then I've turned it into Launch Success Lab. So the program is called Thinking Into Results. And and I love analogies because they always help me to figure things out. Me too. So my I analogy, love that. Yeah. <laughs> they tell to paint a picture. Yeah. So my analogy for what I do is Bob Proctor, the Thinking Into Results is a six-month program. It's 12 modules that are two weeks each, and it's all online. You watch for about half an hour a day, and then you've got some workbook material to do. So it's about an hour a day over a six-month period. The videos that you watch are actually taught by Bob Proctor. So it's Bob Proctor that you're watching. Mm-hmm. I check in with you once a week, and I do this with clients over Zoom. So on a Monday, we'll have a Zoom meeting, and every two weeks, I introduce the new lesson. We watch the video together. I explain the concepts. I answer questions, and I help people stay accountable over the two-week period. So sometimes we'll have another touch base during the week, or people can reach out to me as well. But my analogy is, depending on the age, the demographic of the audience listening right now, they may or may not know what I'm talking about. In the 80s, when I was in high school, Jane Fonda had her workout videos, and and they were like the hot thing to watch and to to work out to. And so in grade 11, my PE teacher would wheel out the TV, and she'd stick the Jane Fonda video in the TV, and we would do the Jane Fonda workout for PE class. But the PE teacher would stand beside the TV, and she'd explain the video to us. She'd explain the exercise to us. She'd stand there and keep us accountable. She'd answer any questions, but we would watch the video. So I'm like the PE teacher and Jane Fonda's like Bob Proctor. Right. <laughs> so that's my analogy. That's how it works. So I I mentor, I help people throughout the um, throughout the program. I answer questions. I hold hands. But I really steer people to become independent. I'm not going to do everything for somebody because then there's no point in doing the program. You've got to learn it yourself. But I explain it, I keep you accountable. And I, and I walk you through it. And I, honest to God, this program has changed my life going through it. I feel very clear. I know I'm not stuck anymore. I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly what it looks like. Um, and I don't necessarily know how I'm going to get there. And that's a big piece of what we teach as well mm-hmm. is that it's so easy when we set a goal for ourselves, like a big goal that we get caught in the, but I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know where the resources have come from. I don't know who's going to help me. I don't know how this, I don't know how that. Like I, I just, and next thing you know, we retreat back into our comfort zone and that dream dies, right? right. So a big part of what, of what we teach is you set your big goal. Don't worry about how you're going to achieve it. It's like the idea of, you know, you want to get to the top of the stairs. You don't need to see the whole staircase. You just mm-hmm. need to see the first step. And when you take that first step, then you'll see the next step. And each step you take, resources are going to come into your life that you didn't know were there because you hadn't taken that step. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was talking to somebody the other day who said that they really want to move to Paris and uh, they want to live there for six months. And they were, they thought, you know, it's actually kind of crazy. And that voice comes up in her head saying, are you kidding? Like, who do you think you are? And, mm-hmm. and what would your friends say? What would your family say? And that's a big part of what we teach is how to get past that voice but this person was coming up all those voices were coming up and pretty soon she was deciding you know maybe I won't do this 
But then she's, I was talking to her and I said, you should just do it. So we had this long conversation. So she decided and she set the date for when she's going to go. And she started talking about it. And all of a sudden somebody said to her, oh my gosh, like my, my brother lives in Paris and he's got this great other flat that he would love to, he's always looking for somebody to rent it. And so she hadn't started that conversation then that opportunity wouldn't have been there. And then she yeah. was talking to somebody else that said, oh, wow, I'm going to be actually over there myself doing such and such, and we should meet up and we should go, you know. So all of a sudden, so so it's so easy to, to not want to go for what we really want to go for when those voices come up yeah. in your head. You, you, you can't let those voices stop you. And there's a whole training. I mean, easier said than done for sure, but there's mm -hmm. a whole training around how do you get past those limiting voices? And that's that subconscious piece I talked about earlier, your habits, your beliefs, your self-image. Mm -hmm. Those are the mm -hmm. things that are going to hold you back and keep you in your comfort zone. They're your paradigms. And totally. how do you change your paradigm? And the whole purpose of your paradigm is to keep you in the comfort zone too. It's like, ah, you don't want to oh, do yeah. that. Why would you want to do that? It's okay here. Even if, even if you're not really that happy, it's still safe. And it's, yes, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's safe. safe. It's, it's comfortable. Known, right? You know, you're right. not going to have to worry. It's not scary. You know, right. yeah. Cause change is scary. Any kind of change is scary. Change you think is these scary. Big, these big goals or trying to envision for yourself, like what success means to you, right. Mm -hmm. And trying to figure out like, what is it that I, that is really super, super important to me and creating those goals. But you're right. Like when you actually set those visions and then start yeah. breaking it down into small, simple steps that I can do every day to, to basically get me toward that, that vision. That's kind of where it starts. It doesn't have to be these massive leaps. And I found to myself is when I started really digging into my own thoughts and my beliefs and trying to live into my values and setting my goals, I would write them down every single day mm -hmm. and write like huge ones down. Like I'll have my own podcast one day. Oh my God. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. I love it. You no, know, like one of the, I look back and I think, oh my gosh, I wrote that there in a time in my life when I would never have a thought in a million years that I'd ever be where I am today. But I think you're right. When you start to believe in those visions and those goals, the universe does open up and bring you resources or people who help you get there. And I think it's because all of a sudden this energy that we create around those things starts emanating from us. We are moving that energy toward that goal. Um, and it is, it is so huge. It isn't, you know, automatic and magic, but it is definitely work in progress. And I wanted to go back to what your belief is when you say that your you know business is called Launch Success Lab and success is so you know it's a, that's a very antiquated word I like to say for people you know success means a lot of right. things to different people so it does come down to figuring out what success means for you right as an mm -hmm. individual yeah and and that's so true success is such a, a a big broad term a lot of times people think that success means having a lot of money, making a lot of money. And it's not, that's not the case. Success, there's a definition for success is, um, as Earl Nightingale said it, it is the progressive, progressive realization of a worthy ideal, which means that if there's something that you really want, there's a goal that you've got, every time you are taking a step towards that, every time you're growing, every time you're moving in that direction, everything that you do that is moving you in that direction, 
that is the definition of success. You are a successful person if you are progressing, you are taking action, you're moving towards a place that you want to be that means something to you. That's what success is. And success isn't just financial. It can be relationships, it can be career, it can be health, fitness, it can be all sorts of different things. Um, then, And the launch piece of my name, I, I, it actually kind of came, it was this weird moment where I was just starting my website. I'm just starting my business and I didn't have the name yet. And I knew I wanted the word success in there somehow. And I just stepped out of the shower and my cat was there and his name is Tiger. And I said to him, and that was the day I was going to go on to LinkedIn and I was going to go all over social media and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And it was, and I was scared, but I was excited too. And I got out of the shower and Tiger was there. And I said, well, Tiger, time to launch my life. And then sometimes I was like, Oh, that's it. Launch. That's the word I want. Time to launch your life. So it became launch success lab. And, and then the slogan is time to launch your life. And that's, that's a really important piece for me. I, with my business, I look forward. Everything that I do is all based around not looking back. I don't mm-hmm. want to dig into the past and, and be angry or upset or pick apart. Why did this happen? And, and why did I do this? And da, 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 da. I work with people who are ready to move forward. Let's go forward. And there's a really great line that was, um, oh, uh, it's, well, it's a little quote that I have on my on my uh, website. Instead of wading through the past, examining everything that's wrong with you, why not start moving forward, discovering everything that's right with you? Mm-hmm. And I love that because it just because we can oh, spend so much too. time looking at our past, like, oh my gosh, why did I do that when I was sixteen? I can't believe you know we spent right. all this time or money picking apart, you know, talking to people. So my my focus is let's move forward. Let's discover what's right with you because there's so much potential inside you. There's so much you can do. Um, like it would just stagger your mind to realize what you can actually accomplish. So that's the launch piece. Time to launch your life. Let's get going. And uh, and the success piece. What does success really look like for you? Um, so love that. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah I too. love that. It just came. It yeah. came so organically, which is what I love too. And it's so meaningful. You know, we really have. To create meaning yeah. from from your name and what you're doing to move to move things forward and having yeah. that that forward thinking I'm, I'm very much like that in my coaching too you know we're not going to go into the past or who's done what and what all the mistakes that we've done because honestly if mm-hmm. we can go there we're going to be listing things off we're going to be stuck there forever right with all yeah. the things we've done wrong let's look at yes okay we've done those things wrong but how can we now do them better what can we do that okay. is right how can we shift this to focus on the future mm-hmm. because we can't go back and fix that but I can fix yeah. where I am and I always say to my clients to come and they're on this fence of being stuck and I can't make a decision. I don't have any power. Do you really want to be exactly where you are six months to a year from now? And would you be happy with that? Exactly. And if you really thought about that for a second and you're not in a good place, how much longer do you really want to be here? And the scary part is, well, how do I start? You know, how do I Mm -hmm. actually start? And sometimes it starts with making a pretty massive decision, you know, like a leaving a marriage that was unhappy or leaving a career that wasn't serving you or, or cutting off a relationship with, with a, a toxic person who was in your life because they were holding you back or you were allowing that to hold you back and then shifting 
the image of yourself, because I think it really comes down to, we can put a lot of blame on a lot of things externally in our lives, but it does come down to our own self vision and our feeling of self-worth and who we are to be able to take those next steps. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the fear piece comes in for everybody, right? It, because it's yeah. scary. It's very scary. There's a really fabulous module that's part of thinking into results. Um, and it talks about this concept of fear and it's called the terror barrier actually. And, and so you learn how your mind operates, your conscious and your subconscious mind and how it operates when, when we are realizing there's something that we want, something we want to move towards, something that we want that's outside of our comfort zone. And when we start to think about it in our minds, we can think of it on a conscious level and we can sort of keep it at arm's length in our, in our mind, like sort of imagining what it is. But as soon as we start to internalize it and start to really feel it and start to think, oh yeah, you know what? I really do want to do this. That's where the fear steps in. So as long as we keep it at arm's length and we kind of imagine it, but we don't have to really sort of internalize it. But suddenly when you get to that point of thinking, actually, you know what? I really want to do this. I really want to. And then bang, you hit that terror barrier and you suddenly bounce back to your comfort zone again. But it's a terrible place to be when you're stuck in that point where you're, where you're starting to really feel it and you start to get scared because you are in a place where you are afraid to move forward and you don't want to move back and you don't want to stay where you are. You can't stay in that limbo place. You don't want to move forward and you don't want to move back. So it's really scary. So what, what I teach through that module is how do you press through that terror barrier? Because on the other side of fear is freedom. Mm-hmm. And once you, once you face, and, and with, the, with, what I, with what I teach, the scary thing doesn't go away. The fear doesn't go away. But you learn how, you learn what's going on in your head. And that understanding helps you to sort of get your head around more okay, this is what's going on. I get it now. And this is what will happen when I go through that fear. I'll be on this side and everything will be good and I'll be fine. And once you understand sort of how the whole thing works, it's easier to go through the fear. Um, There's a a line about um, when you do the thing you fear, the death of fear is certain. Mm. So that's a big piece of what of what I teach is getting through that terror barrier. How does that how does that work in our minds? And I wanted to quickly talk about um, when you were mentioning earlier as well about about goals and chunking things down. One of the key things with thinking into results in the very beginning, it, the very first module is what do you really want? And it's such a difficult thing for people to really identify. Sometimes they do know, but they have no idea how the heck they're going to do it. Or sometimes they have absolutely no idea. So you spend the first two weeks on figuring out what do you really want? And we really push for you to do what's called a C-type goal. That's like a crazy, big, huge thing. Right. It's, it's something that you just think that that is laughable, that you don't want to tell anybody because you're, you're afraid they're going to think you're nuts. Right. Right. Um, so it's, a, it's your big C type goal. An A type goal is something you've already done before. Like if your goal is, oh, I want to buy a new car. Oh, great. Did you buy a new car last time? Yeah, I did. Well, that's not really a goal. Go for it. Buy a new car. But that's not a goal because you've already done it. A goal is meant to make you grow. Mm. It's meant to scare you and then the next is a b-type goal that's kind of dependent on other people like when the kids graduate then i'll buy that house when i get the promotion then i'll this when i do this when that happens then Mm. that's kind of but the c is a really big crazy crazy goal and then we break it down so it's broken down into bite-sized chunks the analogy is climbing mount everest so if you say Mm. oh i really want to climb mount everest that's such a huge goal 
So it's broken down into base camp goals. So what's the first thing you need to do? Well, I need to go to Mountain Equipment Co-op and get some equipment. Okay, tick off my list. Next thing I need to get a Sherpa. Next thing I need to book my flights. Next thing I need to get a map, (laughs) whatever, right? And next thing you know, you're at the top of Mount Everest, right? So if you woke up in the morning saying, oh, Jillian had me write down this like crazy C-type wild out there goal. And I just woke up this morning. I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, what the heck? I'm like, There's no way I can do this. That's way too overwhelming. It would be for most people. So it's broken down to these bite-sized chunks. And then you yes. wake up in the morning and think, oh, okay, today I've got to go to Mountain Equipment Co-op and buy my like Everest trekking kinds of gear, right? Yeah, so it's the small, so simple steps. You break it totally, into Totally. And the other key piece that, that gets brought into that is really thinking about, when you're thinking about what your goal is, I talked to you in the beginning of like, what do you, what do you really want? And I talk about why is that important to you? Why do you want that? What does that look like? If you, if you were there today, what does your life look like? So there's a lot of questions that we ask and things that you write about really getting into the feeling what do you want why is that important what does it look like how will you know you're there mm-hmm. and what do you think's getting you in your way and you may not know what's getting in your way but that's all part of the work that that I do with you um so just figuring out what that is and then the self-image piece that self-talk piece and really working on building a new self-image uh, changing your old habits for habits that serve you instead of mm-hmm. your limiting habits changing your habits for ones that serve you, your beliefs, changing your beliefs. There's a lot of beliefs people have, you know, older generations, like women, women should just be in the home kind of a thing, or um, men should be the breadwinner or, you know, so changing your beliefs. There's a lot of subconscious work that we do, but we start with figuring out what do you really want? Why is that important to you? What does that look like? And how will you know when you're there? And then we create all those cool self-image that who do you want to become? What does that person look like? Um, we were talking earlier about this uh, off the air about self-image. And it's one of my favorite exercises. And um, when you're creating your self-image of the person that you want to become, you write out a script. It's one of the exercises we do. You write out a script. Who do you want to become? And it takes hours and hours and a lot of thought to do it. And you create this picture of the person you want to become and a really um, great way to sort of get locked into that is looking at people that you know uh, either in your own community or that you know through media who you really admire and studying them and I was I was saying to you earlier I love Helen Gurley Brown she was the Mm. editor of Cosmo for so many years and she was Mm -hmm. such a um, or is such a um, uh, uh, a go-getter and a trailblazer and and I just love the way she speaks and she talks. So I would watch videos of her and how does she speak and how does she face people? And what's her eye contact like and what does she do with her hands? So I'm still me. I'm still Jillian and I don't change me. But there are things that I do like uh, with my self-image. The person I want to become, she has fresh flowers in her house every week. She's got flowers in every room of her house and she goes to the spa twice a month and she eats out four times a week and she travels first class like all these things she dresses this way she does all these things she um she is philanthropic in her community she's a volunteer she's this kind you know you paint this big picture of yourself a lot of times and you start to live from that person people would say to me well i can't buy flowers every week for my house right now 
you start with something small, buy one bouquet, maybe one bouquet once a month, start with something small, maybe go to the spa once a quarter, um, you know, maybe take, uh, maybe go online and look at first class trips, but start to live from that person, start to get in that mm-hmm. mindset. And, um, and it's going to bring you closer to getting to where you want to be. It's so true. And it's almost, it's so uncomfortable too, to feel like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't be that. That's like too lofty for me. Or that seems embarrassing for me to think of myself in that level. But they didn't, they weren't born there a lot of the times, you know, all these people that we look at in terms of the qualities that we want to become or that we look up to, or we want to emulate, you know, they had to become that too. So Mm -hmm. what makes us think we can't become that? Also, we're just as capable, we're just as strong, we're just as worthy to be able to take our lives into that direction, but we have to come to believe in ourselves. We also are, you know, the world is a bit shamey. The world is a bit judgmental about those big lofty visions because we think, oh gosh, you're being so unrealistic. Like, come on, let's bring something down to something you can actually do. And I feel like we do that in all areas of our lives. We even do that with our kids sometimes, right? Oh, no, no, you wouldn't like that. Don't go into that that area of work. You're not going to like it. We totally. basically project all of our own shit on everyone else because that's our own limiting beliefs in ourselves too. Totally. Absolutely. And that you hit the nail on the head with that, Cindy. That is exactly it. There's a voice that comes up in our head and that voice was planted there as we grew up and we planted in our own kids' minds and we start to listen to that. We think, well, who do I think I am? Like, I can't do that. And I'm crazy. What would people think? Don't do, you know, and we, you've got to start to become aware of that voice. And when that voice comes up, you just, no, thanks. No, thanks. Mm. No, thanks. And I've gotten good at practicing that because I hear that voice come up all the time. And now I've gotten really good at no, thanks. And I'm almost at the point where I don't really care what somebody thinks about me. Yeah, almost there. I'm not there 100%. But I'm a <laughs> lot further ahead than I, yeah. than I was, because it's a lot of work. But it's just such a great feeling to think, because so many times, you know, if we go to post something on social media, for example, or if you, you know, or if you say something in public or something, and you can start to think, oh, I look kind of funny in that picture, or maybe I shouldn't post that maybe I shouldn't say that that sounds kind of weird blah 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 blah. I think no no thanks no thanks um so Mm -hmm. it's just getting past that voice and that's a big part of what we teach with mindset is is getting past that voice quietening that voice shutting that voice up ignoring it and the more you ignore it the smaller it gets and you just replace it with your own voice being confident in knowing what you want, knowing that you've got this incredible potential and knowing the resources are out there once you start taking those first steps, knowing that things will start to fall into place. Um, I, I just did a little post recently about the word should. And mm-hmm. I was saying on that post, don't should yourself. A girlfriend of mine told me that phrase and I just love it. And it's the whole idea that we say things to ourselves all the time. I should this, I should that. Oh, I should really go to the gym. I should really have that conversation that I don't really want to have. I should this, I should that. And you're saying should kind of in this limbo land of mm-hmm. guilt because you're either in or you're not. And I'm really big on learning how to make decisions, make a freaking decision, yeah, make a decision, <laughs> and yeah. either go here or go there. So instead of saying I should go to the gym, it's I am going to the gym or I'm not going to the gym. You don't have to go, but make a decision and then start moving forward. At least then you can start moving. But when you're, I should, or if you tell your friends, Hey, you should really blah, blah, blah. Or they say to you, Hey, Cindy, you know what you should do? 
Like, you know, know. how does it make you feel? Like, well, no, no, totally. How do you know what I should do? Yeah. And I think that, uh, that definitely comes down to, you know, creating our self-image and our, and our limiting belief. And I know that we could talk about this forever. It's such an amazing topic. I love having conversations with you. Um, And as we close, we're just closing up, but I want to just make sure that people know where to find you. So where can people find you from here? Right. Okay. So on my website, launch success lab, Dot com. There's a contact tab on there. Um, my schedule's on there. You can book um, a discovery call. So what I do with people is a free discovery call just to talk to you a bit further about what you want, what does it look like, that kind of thing. And then we just see if it's a fit, if you want to go ahead with the program or not. Um, so launchsuccesslab.com and also on Instagram, launchsuccesslab and Facebook. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jillian, for being here with me today. It was such a pleasure chatting. It was awesome. I loved it so much. Yes. Thank you. And thanks to everyone who's listening. I look forward to seeing you here again next week. Thank you for listening to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce. We hope Cindy and her guests were able to put your mind at ease and help you make the right decision for your marriage. We wish you a beautiful week.